Hi everyone, welcome to Type Talks. Today we have our lovely guest, Sheila, and she has a YouTube channel of her own. Sheila, would you like to give a few words about yourself? <laughs> sure, hi, thanks for having me. Um, so Sheila is my name and I am, um, been on YouTube maybe about a year or so and um, I have been typed and relate to being an ISFP. Yes, and you are very aesthetic, like an ISFP. Like you look like so well put, like, and your outfit is on point. So, like plus two SE aesthetics. <laughs> I was um, um, channeling my inner Marilyn Monroe because I feel like she might be an ISFP. I could see. Very, yeah, very much embodies that part of the ISFP. So I was channeling her today with my my pearls and my polka dot dress. So that's not, not every day do I, you know, wear pearls or, you know, fake pearls, whatever. But I thought it'd be fun today. It's all about <laughs> being fun. Yeah, always like switching up that self-expression. Very, very cool. <laughs> so my first question for you, Sheila, is what are three words you would describe yourself as? I would consider myself creative stubborn and um, loyal. Yes, you are very creative. <laughs> yes, your outfit is already a testament to that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep complimenting you, but it's like, wow, so pretty. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, yeah. Um, what, what are three words other people would describe you as? Well, because I, you know, sometimes don't know what the tribe thinks of me, I can try to guess whatever. So I actually asked, um, I've asked, you know, people close to me, like that have known me all my life. And they, um, everyone always says how creative I am. Um, my sister called me self-enthralled and my good friend she called me um impulsive and curious so those are kind of the feedback i got from the outside world <laughs> yes sometimes like fi and ti doesn't really always keep a pulse on what the tribe is thinking about themselves so that makes a lot of sense and yes you are very creative with colors like matching your hair with your outfit like bomb <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, I had to laugh with my sister, um, self-enthralled. I, I much prefer that term over self-absorbed or, you know, um, yeah, I, it was less painful. And I know as an FI Dom that I do get um, kind of caught up and wrapped up in me and what I want to do and what I like and it does come off to the tribe as very self-absorbed and self-centered. And it can't not because it is FI or TI and it's about self and it's first and identity. And so I see that. I don't think prior to all this, you know, deep diving into myself, I would have really recognized that. But when when I started paying attention and tracking what I do all day long. I'm like, oh my gosh, 
it's all about Sheila. And but not in a bad way because I still, you know, come up for air and look out at the tribe and make sure um, I'm not burning too many bridges. But I do, I do get knocked on often and be like, hello, you know, where are you? You know, so yeah, that constant balance of self and tribe. Yes, that that balance is real. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, find... you have the TI too. So it's, I wonder, you know, because you're technically a little IP-ish in that fact where, you know, you've got the identity up high too. So um, you, you probably can relate to that on some type of level. Yeah, like I find like INFJs who are more NITI are a little more like authentic looking than the NIFE. Like I've been told that, you know, it seems like I'm a little more like authentic than the regular INFJ. I think it was like, it's supposed to be a compliment, but I was like, yeah, I, I was like, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wonder how they meant authentic because I definitely have my definition of what I think as being authentic. And yeah, I wonder, it's got to be different for everybody who uses that word or feels like they relate to that word. Yeah, totally. And right now you're using an I because you're, 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 you're trying to think about how people, different people are interpreting the word authentic in different ways. So something an I is, is good at, it's taking like a, a word and then knowing how it, it is in different contexts to different people because it's trying to get at this like one thing but like you have to look at how everyone views it differently to get at that if that makes sense <laughs> and i i feel like i do for you know being a sensor i do like to dive into my ni a lot and maybe um because you know in op terms it is masculine so it's got the heavy weight to it, but also being a little older in life, you know how we say we kind of lean on our our other functions a little bit more later in life. Um, so I I do really love my NI, <laughs> but I probably peacock it. <laughs> um. Well, or maybe it's it's great, and I too. <laughs> Sometimes, like you're you're a double observer. So what happens is that your SE and NI they dance with each other. So you're able to look at the real world and then make NI insights. Whereas, like the NI user is quicker to make broad sweeping generalizations without looking at the SE. So sometimes your your S your NI might actually take the cake because it actually has some SE to it. <laughs> And I do love to guess and um, and ponder about possibility. Like, and even when I'm asking people about something, I'm always like, "Hey, guess what? You know, I'm thinking, or guess, you know, it's like I I want them to um, play the NI game with me too of making a guess and and seeing how close they are. And I do notice a lot of people don't want to guess. They're like, oh, I don't know, like, and I'm like, well, just the little bit you know me guess what i think or guess what i'm feeling or guess so um because i i love to guess as well and see how close i am on things and if i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm not like oh i'm wrong but um you know i think it just yeah flexing that muscle makes you a little stronger that's so true 
I think it's like your NI plus your SE that likes the guessing thing, uh, the guessing game, because um, I think the SE likes to explore options and possibilities because it's all about like OE variety. So it's going to want to know like what people think just for the sake of knowing a variety of opinions or a variety of something. And, but it's also NI because you're looking for something um, like cohesive there. And so, yeah, totally. <laughs> yes. And so what are three words, Sheila, that you would describe ISFPs as? I would say they very much are kind of like free spirits. Um, we, we don't like to be boxed in, which is so typical of, you know, us saying that, um, but yet I still love my little boxes as well, but it's like, I want to put myself in that box. I don't want others to put me in that box. So, um, a free spirit. Yeah. Like, very much um i wrote down a couple other things what um free spirit i definitely do think we are very creative and you know not in the sense of you know we're all artists that are you know we're painting on canvases you know or whatever but i think everything we do has a creative twist to it being simple it's like even you know if i want to um you know like my hair and makeup for the day i have to be a little creative or putting an outfit together creative way i design my home there's always this little creative touch to it cooking dinner sometimes i'll even you know like sprinkle you know a spice over the top just to give it a little more aesthetically pleasing like just everything is creative um at least for me and i think a lot of isfps are like that even like the way i cut the grass sometimes i like like fun designs or i don't know it's just constant want to put my flair and manipulate and be creative so um and what else I would say we're we're all pretty optimistic. Like a lot of a, a lot of ISFPs I've seen, we 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 do look at the the glass half full um, in general. I mean, yes, we can get you know down or whatever, but I'm always spinning and looking for that silver lining on everything, and I feel like the everything's going to work out. It's just the way that's meant to be like just that life. Um, I don't know, like nothing's so heavy and dark that I can't see that, that sunshine and rainbow. So and I, I feel like other ISFPs could be that as well. Yeah. I also see that to be the case as well. It's just like when you have SE, it, what it does is it it sees the possibilities. I know that NE gets the credit for you know having all these possibilities, but SE is also about being aware of the options. And so that gives you an inherent optimism for some ISFPs, which I do see. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we can be, um, our, our FI can 
be moody um, and it can take us to those heavier dark places as well. And sometimes I'm sure some can get stuck in that. It just depends what chapter you are in life um, and your, your self growth and your mindset of, okay, I want to stay here for a while. I need to stay in this darkness for a while to work through these feelings. And then, or I'm, you know, I need to get out of this and I go do this. So, you know, we, we are kind of the, the controller of our emotions. Um, and so it's like our, our self-talk and our, it's like, we have to, so if, yeah, if, if we're in the dark, we're choosing to stay in the dark. And if we're in the light, we're choosing to be in the light. So we have that control in the emotion, in the emotion realm. Um, and I think we forget how powerful our control of that is. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you talked about like being artists, but like not in the traditional sense too. Like it's not just drawing art, but it's almost like ISFPs are the art. Like what they do, everything has a little bit of art to it. Everything has a creative twist. Like their being is the piece of art because they, they figure out a way to individualize it in some way. Like um with like you'll notice when some FI users, FI users, like they'll have some sort of creative flair to their outfits sometimes, like you know, sunflower cat ears for some, you know, others, you know, they wear this really nice earrings with their hair. And it's something that shows off their FI, like it is like some sort of creative touch to their outfit that embodies something they want to like express. And so you'll, you sometimes you can identify FI users off of that. Of course, it's not like a foolproof way, but it's a, it's something I noticed, you know, and I trend. So <laughs> yeah. And I, I know that it might fall in the category of in the Enneagram four also that I think a lot of ISFPs can fall into that. And, um, there it is again with the form being individual and um, standing out and having your own, like we don't want to look like the rest of the people. It's like, yes, if something is in style and trendy, I might be like, oh, I like that. So I'm going to wear it. But then there's a lot of times when things are too trendy. I'm like, no, I, no matter how much I like that, everybody's doing that. I don't want to do that. Um, and so that could be the FI there as well. Like for years, um, you know, people, so many people always wore Birkenstocks and I was like, I'm never wearing Birkenstocks. And then finally I put a pair on one day and I was like, oh, these things are so comfy. I love these. Now I'm like, oh crap, I'm a Birkenstock wearer sometimes. So it's funny how that we just even think that way. And I don't think I realized that I did that, but I do do that. And it's, I'm like, and it's so funny because, you know, it's like, we want to be different, but yet we're all trying to be different, that we're all the same and that difference. So <laughs> I have to giggle and laugh. They're like, I guess we're not that special. <laughs> I I think that you guys are, are special. Like I, I call like FI taste. So it's like, they're kind of like if something looks too bland they'll like spice it up with a, a piece of their taste if that makes sense so you said like mowing the lawn you'll do it in your own way if it's like if you feel like it and it like it will be interesting to do it that way like you'll do it that way because it's like you know you're doing everything people normally do things in like a 
a square way. I don't know, like by square, I mean like they do it in a in a way that takes out the individuality from it. So what ISFPs are good at is like like infusing individuality into the things that they do, and it and that's why everything they I mean that they do like when they put themselves into it, it becomes a living art. Like the things that ISFP ISFPs touch become living arts. Like their lifestyles become living arts too. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's um, interesting because I've always gotten a lot of compliments on you know my style or my look over the years, and I always like oh you know like I mean obviously I dressed up like more fun today, but some days I mean just a t-shirt and jeans, but you know, the way I, I guess, do my hair, the makeup, I can, they're always like, you always look so put together. I'm like, it's jeans and a t-shirt, not a big deal. And so I just always was like, I didn't understand how some people just, I mean, on the street, people will stop me and be like, you look so cute. Oh, I love your outfit. Or oh, I love this. I love, and I'm like, thanks. And so, um, you know, <laughs> my daughter, my husband always are like, oh, there's there they go somebody's complimenting you know Sheila's gonna get a bigger head and I just I just giggle because I'm like I don't do these things for that validation or or I mean I enjoy it obviously it's like oh well thanks you know it's like that I guess acknowledgement of something that I like you know and so when I, when I get ready in the morning, I don't have these other people in my mind when I get ready. It's, it's like, I just want to do what I want to do. And like, because it makes me happy. So and my husband, he, he's always like, well, why are you, why are you getting all dressed up? Who are you trying to impress? And I'm like, nobody myself. Like, I just want to do this for me. And so, um, that's the first and foremost, but then always, you know, getting the, the compliments or getting that feedback from the tribe always is nice too. It's, you know, I think people would be lying if they didn't say they enjoyed that as well. Yeah. I guess like it's all in an act of radical authenticity. So like FI is known as authenticity and like you're just doing what feels authentic to you and people just tend to like compliment it, but it, you're not doing it for that. You're just doing it because it aligns more congruently with who you are. <laughs> yeah. And so I think non-FI users might look at FI users as, you know, shallow in the sense of aesthetic, you know, like because that's not important to them or they just don't understand it. But yeah, I, I, and I can see it like, like when I look at other people who are all put together or really dolled up, I can see how the tribe is like, you know, what are they trying to prove or what are they trying to show? And so I, I see it, but um, I always feel like that's, I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. It's like, that's just what I want to do. Yeah. It's like you're not doing anything to display anything to the tribe. It's literally for your your own self. <laughs> totally. And so I think like half of this episode is me just complimenting you on how pretty you are. <laughs> but you, yeah, like great job with just the coordination of the outfit. Like superb 
10 out of 10, you would win clothing outfits, <laughs> like competitions with it. So, wow. Um, SE is in awe, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes, my SE is in awe of your SE. <laughs> it's like aspir like aspirational. I'm like, dang, Sheila's SE is on another level. <laughs> and so my next question for you is like, what are core features of the ISFP? I would say we're we're pretty easygoing. Um, I would say we are kind of a little quirky and and goofy when when we're comfortable around you, um, and we come off you know very quiet and subdued for a lot of the outside tribe, but when when we're comfy with you, you you do see a whole nother realm of us. So I feel like a lot of times we might be walking contradictions in that realm um, because, and I think also with our SE, we do um, assess everything in the moment and something I might believe at one moment, but because, you know, there's a whole nother like element thrown into this other moment, I will act differently or um, say something totally off my normal script because in that moment it needed to be said differently or something. So I feel like some people might think we are kind of walking contradictions, but um, everything's always uh, like true to us in that moment but because moments change so quickly and circumstances change quickly, we can change and adapt quickly alongside. So I think that's a, a good core feature of us. <laughs> that's fascinating. Yeah, I, like I have like FI users come on the show and they're like, oh, I'm a paradox. And they're like, I'm a walking contradiction. And I'm like, interesting. So the FITE users view themselves as like walking contradictions. I wonder if it's like the lack of TI. It's like, oh, okay, who like who cares about like the logical consistency of what I do? It's all about like what what feels authentic at the moment and that changes moment to moment. And I'm like, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Just an interesting trend I've seen. But yeah. Thing. Yeah, but I do feel that way. Or, you know, people can call me out on things. I'll be like, well, maybe that's how I felt, you know, under this circumstance. But so, and, you know, FI is not logical at all. We might think it's logical in the sense of it makes sense to us. But um, because we are going off our values and our morals, um, and that looks different for every FI user, you know? Um, so it's, I feel like um, because it's so different from FI, FI user, we can look so different on the surface, but when you start digging deep down and figuring out the, the value, the values and, and, um, you know, being our identity, it's, it's similar. So yeah. That is, that, oh, cute. I've been That's attacked cute. by cuteness. 
Hi, dog. <laughs> Your owner is very pretty. <laughs> okay, so that that's like fascinating. I, I I love all your commentary, Sheila. And so I'm wondering, are there any other core features of ISFPs you notice? We can be pretty sensitive, but um, not in the sense of showing our emotions outwardly. You know, like I I always get frustrated when people are like. Oh, FI, they're just, you know, emotional and crying and like, and I'm like, that's not the definition of FI at all. It's like FI is internal feelings, you know, like introverted feeling. And so we do like to keep our feelings under wraps. Of course, they will leak out, you know, if something's really upsetting, I, I can cry. But in general, in public, I don't like to show my emotions. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll show like, you know, excitement um, or like some emotions. It's not like I'm just like, you know, not showing any emotions at all. Talk. You know, it's like I, I want to, you know, express emotions, but not the the crying emotions. Even at funerals, I am like trying to be so stoic and not let anything leak out at all even though you have free reign to let it go at a funeral but I'm still like you know like I just I don't know it's it's embarrassing for me to let those emotions leak out um even though I know it's human but I feel like it's makes me vulnerable and weak in front of the tribe and I don't like that, but I don't know if that's just my FI opinion and what I value. So, um, but yeah, when, when, when they talk about it being just so like, we're emotional, it's like we are, but not externally. So, cause we are sensitive. I mean, I, I don't like criticism at all. Um, and when, you know, we are criticized for our values or our morals because it's our our identity. It is crushing. It is like, you know, like that big gut blow, like oh, it takes that, you know, like the wind out of you a little bit. So, um, but I definitely will just try to keep it down. So I ramble. I'm sorry if I ramble a lot. <laughs> Oh, I, I love your rambling. <laughs> yes, you're you're it, it's it's all good to me. I love it. <laughs> so well, it's what I'm saying half the time when I'm rambling. I'm like, listen back. I'm like, really? I went there. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's just the higher play. Like, just going and going. And it could know. be whatever it is. I love your stream of consciousness. So my, like, it's interesting how I deal with funerals is that like, when I was younger, um, when I was like a kid, my grandmother had her, her spouse die. So um, they were there. And I remember thinking to myself, like, um, I was thinking about like, does my grandmother want someone to cry with? Like, if no one's crying around her, she won't feel permission to cry. And so like, I, I got, I got myself to cry because I want her to feel more comfortable with crying. So it was like, kind of like, I was kind of trying to like emotionally position myself so then my grandmother would be as comfortable as she could be. <laughs> oh, that is sweet. Huh. 
I would, <laughs> I would have never thought of that. I probably think of the opposites. Like I want people to think I'm strong so they don't break down either. Like maybe that or I, yeah. And I just don't like looking weak and, and emotional in front of others, you know, cause as a kid I was, I was very emotional and I think, you know, trying to figure out and contain my FI and process all those feelings. I was an emotional crying a lot, a little, little girl. Um, and my feelings got hurt very easily and very sensitive. I mean, sometimes you could just look at me the wrong way and my face would get like bright red and, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, so, but probably because that, all that feelings is up so high and you have to like mold it and work with it and be that, you know, the artist of your FI and mold it to react how you want it to react. I don't know if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes FI users, because they process their own emotions alone, they kind of like, they, they kind of infer that onto other people. So they're like, oh, you know, if we all just process our emotions alone together, then then it'll be good. So, you know, you can you can cry alone and I can cry alone or I can go through this alone and then we can all work through this. But then it's like for the FE user, like I work best when like I talk out my emotions because sometimes I don't even know what I'm feeling until I say it to someone else. So I need that like pinging back and forth just as like, extroverted functions need to talk it out like fe needs to sometimes talk it out for some of them yeah and like i guess like with the funeral things like i guess what it was i was trying to demonstrate is like like i guess like with fe sometimes it tries to like adjust its emotions to go with the tribe's emotions so it's like how can i adjust my emotions so it's like the most appropriate in this scenario and so fe is less about looking inward to feel but it's more about looking outward and then it it learns how to feel by looking outward and so if that makes any sense and so Sh Sheila I watched one of your videos before and you talked about presence and about how you like you feel awkward opening presence in front of people and I was wondering if you could go into that <laughs> yeah um so in my video I talked about I think it was before Christmas was I was stressing about presents and thinking about presents and I like getting presents, but I hate opening them in front of people because I don't like, okay. I, I usually have a good grasp on all my emotions and my feelings all the time. So when somebody puts a present in front of me and I'm thinking, oh crap, what if I don't like this present? I'm going to have to pretend I like it, you know, and put on the, oh, I love it, you know, even though I might not. And so I have all this anxiety and stress leading up to having to fake my emotion or um, not be authentic with my emotion. And so I'm always just like, I'd, I would much rather open the present later. I hate having people watch me open it. And I'm like, oh crap, they're gonna, are they gonna see how I really feel? Like, and they're gonna know that I don't like this present. And um, so that gives me a lot of anxiety is having to fake what I really feel and being on the spot in that moment. Yeah, 
It, that that is so fascinating. Like, <laughs> thank you. That that gave me a look into your mind, and I'm so wowed. <laughs> and so, my question for you, Sheila, is: Do you know any of any examples of ISFPs? Um. So I know um, Brie Larson was just typed as, you know, like um, my exact type in OP terms, um, and so were like the twin twin type and that was really kind of hard because she definitely watching all her videos i really liked her um like older when when she was like on conan and i'm like oh she's just cute and bubbly and sweet and then when she got the avenger role i don't know what happened if she was just feeling really stressed and noticing how much pressure from the tribe was on her and you could, you definitely saw the worst in her during that time, and because it was so um, broadcast to the rest of the world, she, you either love her or hate her. <laughs> you know, like people get a real um, animalistic reaction to her, and I'm like, wow. And if I'm her type. You know, are people having that same reaction to me? Like, I started really pondering her. Um, also, Taylor Swift is an ISFP, and same with her. The tribe either loves or hates her, and if there's like no happy medium in a lot of ISFPs that are in the spotlight. It's like we the the tribe is either like feeling one way or complete the opposite. And we're, I, I guess we do leave that void. And I, I did notice um, like in high school, I changed high schools and I talked about this in one of my videos, but um, I was the new girl in high school and my junior year and being an IP, obviously I didn't know I was, but I went to a party one weekend and came to school that Monday and because I was kind of this mysterious, nobody knew much about me. They were filling in all this information like, oh, she's dating so-and-so. She hooked up with this guy at the party. She, and I'm thinking, I did none of that. Like I sat and talked to one person for five minutes, but because I don't know, like I've always had a lot of rumors and, um, false accusations hurled at me and I don't know if that was just because I've left a void of not filling that part of me in with the tribe so I, I do relate to that and seeing the other ISFPs in the spotlight how much the tribe will come at them um, so I mean obviously mine's on a small little high school scale but I, I, I did get that a lot and a lot of um just drama that I didn't create and I didn't ask for, but it was launched at me. And even my girlfriend that has known me since kindergarten, she was always amazed. So it wasn't like I, you know, like um, she, she would be like, oh, I don't understand why, why you always are getting this gossip or this I don't know. I don't, I wonder if other ISFPs have dealt with that over the years or just because, um, and I don't know if it's a, I don't, it might sound really cocky or something, but I don't know if it's a jealousy thing 
of um because a lot of um <laughs> oh my gosh this is gonna be bad so when I was in high school I I guess I had some guys that did like me like a, a fair amount of guys and so you know they might have been dating another girl and other girls would be jealous easily and I just it was it's just a weird phenomenon and I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I think sometimes when people lead with DI, like T I or F I, they're so like they they do their own thing. And what happens is that the tribe doesn't understand sometimes and they're like, why is that person doing that? Oh, they're doing something in retaliation of the tribe, or they're doing something malicious to the tribe when they're just like being themselves apart from the tribe. And so people tend to when they don't understand what you're doing, they tend to infer poorly into it and they'll project their own insecurities onto you and it could also be jealousy because you're very pretty too <laughs> oh you're so sweet you're so sweet i i think i need you over on my side all the time just how oh, pretty sheila <laughs> <laughs> that ego my husband be like she doesn't need her ego boosted anymore <laughs> and i'm like yeah, I'm like, in case you forgot, like, I just want to remind you that, wow, <laughs> your your sense of dressing is out of this world in a good way. <laughs> and so, yeah. Any other famous examples of ISFPs? I've always, I've always thought Prince was an ISFP. I relate to him a lot. And he, he could be, you know, like a, a jumper. He could be like F-I-N-I. I don't even know. But he definitely... Is, feels very ISFP, like his artistry and his creativity. And it's all about, you know, his FI and, you know, even like in the movie Purple Rain, if you've, I mean, I'm a huge Prince fan. I live in Minnesota. And so I grew up in that era too. Like I was 12 when Purple Rain came out. So that was very, I mean, I'm, I'm an 80s girl. So, um, uh, the the people he plays in his movies like Purple Rain and Under the Cherry Moon, very DI characters, um, him against the world type of Clint Eastwood, you know, characters. And so um, and just even when in during Warner Brothers, when, you know, he wrote Slave and it was him against the record company and him against the, just. Yeah. So um, definitely seems very F.I. savior and just his his style and aesthetics and his music and it's just like nobody else so I would definitely I would definitely say he was probably an ISFP. That is superb great example and explanation I guess like Michael Jackson too. Yeah I think a lot of musicians do fall into the ISFP realm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, not all. I mean, you could anything, <laughs> but if you, a lot, especially the ones that have stood out and paved the way and have made very um, strong impressions and like even Michael Jackson, I mean, how huge he was in the 80s and the moonwalk he created and his whole persona and vibe everything you know his white glove that he wore and just yeah you can always just tell like you said earlier 
how we put a little spin, you know, with with Prince and, you know, his heels, his attire also. It's like very individualistic and want to stand out from the rest of the world and do something a little different. So, but it's effortlessly. It's not like we even try. It's just, yeah, we just ooze out that um, F.I. <laughs> we can't yeah. <laughs> we try, but no, it's just is going to ooze out of our pores. Yes, yes, <laughs> FI oozing out of your pores. Um, that's really, uh, those are really, really fantastic points, <laughs> Sheila. Um, and I, I guess other ISFPs I know about too are like Rihanna. I suspect Rihanna to be an ISFP. I also think that Tori Kelly, she's a musician too. I think she's an ISFP as well. These are also more examples. I think at the beginning of this interview too, Sheila, you also talked about how you thought Marilyn Monroe is an ISFP. So that, that's a possible ISFP too. Yeah. Especially with her, you know, wanting to change her identity too, like from um, Norma Jean and to Marilyn. It's like taking that identity so seriously because we do. I mean, it is it's very important to um, be who we are. And, you know, she must not have felt who she was as Norma Jean. And so she, you know, had to change her name and her appearance. And so, yeah, I think we do, we manipulate our surroundings very easily and we like to manipulate them um, and, and change. And we like to just be, constantly new obviously like when I was talking about cutting the grass aesthetically I also have to change up the way I cut the grass I can't go with the same pattern every time I'm like okay because I get bored I'm like oh if I have to cut the grass in the same pattern all the time I will die <laughs> so it's like I'll you know because we live on like 30 acres so cutting the grass I don't have to cut all 30 acres, but it takes up like two, over two hours on my riding lawnmower to cut the grass. So it's a big chunk. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, today I'm going to go this route. Next time I'll change it up and go this route. So, and even driving to the same place, I have to change it up. I can't go the same route on a street all the time because I get bored. And that very much is the SE need the new variety change and um yeah yeah that's what people I mean love about you because <laughs> um you also spice up their life while spicing up your life and so you make really good points about like how like I have a conspiracy theory that you know people who change their names they're more likely to be FI users just because of the taking the identity so seriously that they'll need to like actually change like their name or change their dressing to to match how they feel internally. It's just like the FI taking its identity very seriously. And so there, there's going to be a slight correlation you'll see there. Um, and that's really cool. I had another comment I wanted to make. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I love the examples you gave, Sheila. I, I also see Lana Del Rey as an ISFP too. And so just to give you like the full gamut of ISFP musicians for you guys to think about. <laughs> I know a lot of people, you know, will confuse ISFPs and INFPs 
because you know we 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 do have that ni that we can you know we can sound a little more um nf especially when we sleep process things or like writing out music i'm sure our you know that sleepy when we ponder the world and what our purpose in life is and what we want to do and what we want to be that very much is our fini and so when we're thinking about those things which i think isfps think about that often um maybe a little later in life but i would say early i have i've always have always been like what is my purpose in life what is my goal why am i here like finding that deeper meaning of me and this world has always been very important to me um and i hear it in a lot of isfp music it's like it can come off very nf sounding um because if we're if that's what we're working on when we're by ourselves and most people write music by themselves in the room you know like pouring out their heart and soul that that's what's going to come out of us as well as that nifi um because if you listen to a lot of the prince lyrics too he he's very abstract in a lot of concepts but mm, still not too crazy like when you listen to his interviews and stuff and i don't know if it's just because i'm tracking him really well and i can understand the nf um because internally that's my you know internal record playing all the time in my head is you know that that life meaning so absolutely ISFPs are very deep, okay, guys? Uh, they're very NF-like, and so they often mistype as INFJs or INFPs very often. Like, ISFPs mistype as INFJs and INFPs more often than they know that they're actually ISFPs. It's a, it's a huge pandemic of mistyping on, on that part. And I, I loved your points about Prince Sheila. So a way that I tell apart, like, ISFP from INFP musicians is that ISFP musicians, when they paint the picture with their lyrics, it, it flows way more. It creates like a cohesive NI picture. So it's all leading and creating this NI idea. So it's more cohesive. When you read their lyrics, like Lionel Del Rey, you'll, you'll see that it's more cohesive, pointing to one idea, one, one abstract concept. Whereas like with INFP artists, they tend to take their their lyrics in directions, multiple directions, just like NE, you know, NE is like a thought experiment. It goes in multiple directions. So an INFP, you'll see their lyrics being more like, like it's like plethoric and less about painting a full image completely like NI would. Yes. And I mean, even when you just say paint a perfect picture, that's like right there. That's one of Prince's lyrics. Um, what song is it? Paint the picture. picture. Uh, I think it's off the Purple Rain. You and I engaged in a kiss. But yeah, he very and as an NI user, I do like having everything boiled down and make sense in one easy contained little box. It's like when things when any people are like. But no, let's, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I like 
and you know knowing the one path the one way the the one conclusion and it's like that is important for me to be able to put that in that little box with the beautiful little bow and not have the chaos of all these possibilities because that's like I like the possibilities because I love gathering the possibilities, but my goal is to hone in on that perfect possibility. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I get that. Like my NI wants to know the perfect possibility too. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. And, and that brings us to our next question. So I was wondering, Sheila, if you could bring us through the ISFP cognitive function stack, and if you could go through FI first, and your experience of it. She She's a beast, let me tell you that, FI. <laughs> um, so I'm very aware of how I feel in every situation very quickly. Um, I'm very aware of how people make me feel when I meet them. I mean, I will just right away get a vibe of, oh, I like them, I don't like them. And um situations I can walk into a room and very much be like ooh something's off I don't like this or you know oh this is so that fi is just constantly knowing all day long in every aspect of my life what I like what I don't like how it makes me feel um very easy just on every situation and it's constant like um it's just that hot ember all the time that's just glowing and burning. And I don't even have to think. It's just like, oh, ouch, you know, I like that person. It's, it's just automatic. So, um, and I do find myself definitely filling myself up first before I am willing to help the tribe, which FI is. Um, but I, I love that analogy that um, people have used over the where, you know, when you're in an airplane and masks drop down, it tells you, you put your mask on first so you can help others. And that's how I feel as an FI user is if I'm drained, I am no good to the rest of the world. I have to make sure I am filled up and ready to go a full tank of gas all the time or else my engine and I'm just, I'm not going to go. So I, I have to, I, I'm just aware of that. And um, so, yeah, those, that's where FI is just easy breezy, like breathing. Yeah. It's so true. I, I love how you put it. You just like know when you like or dislike something or if you like trust or don't trust something. Now I'm thinking about, you know, FI, it does like put on its oxygen mask first. Um, there's a saying though that um, I like that it's like FI gives from a place of abundance. So it can love people and it can give a lot, but it's like, it, it's so abundant in itself in it's FI that it's able to overflow that onto other people. So FI isn't necessarily selfish, like, but it, it is like, it can give a lot and it can be so selfless, but it comes from a place where they are filled up themselves and they're just like flowing that onto you. It's like a cup, a bucket overflowing of love and giving it to you. Yeah, very, <laughs> very much because I 
I, I, I'm very giving, you know, when I, especially for my inner tribe, it's like, FI also has that, that I talk about all the time, but we, we have those strict boundaries of, we know who is our people and who are outside our, our tribe. And it is like, I can almost just see my wall and I know exactly who is in it and who is outside of it. And the people that are in it, I will pour all day long. I will pour into them, but I'm, I'm never, um, get to the point where I'm just like that frustrated. Oh, I give, I give, I give. And nobody, I, I mean, that just doesn't happen to me. I mean, very, 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 very rarely will I ever get to that point. And it might just be when I'm been way stretched thin, um, you know, or too many people are pulling on me. Um, you know, like when my daughter was, you know, a, a baby toddler, I, I did notice, you know, being a little stretched thin then because you are giving all day long to this little parasite. <laughs> I mean, she's not, but I mean, basically it's like, just all they do is take, 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 you know, um, and they'll give you a little smile and you're like, okay. But um, they're just, yeah. They, and then, you know, the, so I, I bet you FI and, and being a parent of a lot of kids, I have one and it's, it's fairly easy, but um, I have friends that have like eight and nine kids and I'm like, okay, you guys cannot be FI. There's, there's just no way. I, or if they are, then good job that they are able to pour into all those little children all the time because that is, as an FI user, you, you do feel very, you're very aware of when you're being pulled by the tribe and how they're depleting you of that energy. And so, um, but I am willing to give, give, give also, but never like, I'm, I'm never like expect anything in return because I do give from a place of wanting to give and not feeling I need to give. So I don't ever feel like people owe me or um, what do I get back in return? Those, those things don't really cross my mind um, as an FI user. So. Yes, definitely. FI doesn't give from a place of obligation. It gives because it's heart of hearts wants to give. So it's FI center wants to give. So it doesn't expect anything back because it was never an obligation. It was always from their heart of hearts. Exactly. And was, yes, and it is so great how you mentioned Sh Sheila about the inner group and the outer group. Like FI is keenly aware of who it considers like inner group or outer group. And um, with some FI users, like they know who, like, I don't know, like, like my, my ENFP used to call me like, um, it, like sometimes they see people as like mine or like in a sense that like there's a, a slight possessiveness with FI sometimes with some FI users because they know who is in their inner circle. And so they're possessive of maybe who is inside that that inner circle that they're so clear of. If that makes any sense. <laughs> it totally makes sense. And I, I have noticed that um, it's like, it's like that blanket that you can just throw over and 
everybody who's under that blanket is part of you. It's like they are almost a slight offshoot of my identity. Like, you know, my husband is, even though he's his own person, he's still like my, it's weird because yeah, he is, yes, he's my husband, but he's my husband. Like, even when people, like, you know, he's he's very charming. And so like when we're out and about, I can see girls kind of like flirty with him sometimes. And I will just be like, you know, that that um, possessiveness will pop up and I'll be like, mm -mm, nope, you know, and I'll pull him a little closer and be like, he's my, you know, like, yeah, I do see that. Or even my my child, when she would act up in public, I always felt like it was a reflection on me, even though, you know, it's her actions, but as she's part of my FI, I definitely am like, oh, that's a reflection on me as a person. And, you know, yeah, it's hard to break that. And even as, okay, so she's, you know, going into her teenage years, she's 13 now. And I'm really noticing that that strong independence and I want to foster that and, 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 you know, give her that. But at the same time, my FI is just like, no, you are my little girl. And like, you know, it's like, I still have this vision of her just being this little toddler and it's, it's hard to let her like release her in the sense of her own individual person because I just, yeah, so I, I do I do feel that possessiveness with the FI when they're they're my part of they, yeah, because they are almost part of me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The possessiveness of FI comes from like the inside them feeling like a part of you. So well put, Sheila. Ten out of ten explanation. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're on to a crazy woman though. It, it's all great. Like you're too hard on yourself. I, I'm loving it. You know, McDonald's slogan. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're on to your next cognitive function, which is SE. Could you tell me a bit about your experience of SE? So I love my SE. Um, I love being a sensor. You know, like in typology community, sensors get the bad rap that you know well, we're not deep and we're just sensors. You know, but. I love my SE. Um, one, I just love being able to gather all the the newness of everything, and like every day, I look, I wake up, and I'm like, "Ooh, what's new and exciting today?" And it's a whole new like. It it gives me the the childlike wonderment of being a child like every it's like christmas morning every every morning i'm like just what's this day have to hold for me and i and i'm excited and i just whatever is thrown at me i can totally just like okay we're doing this today or change this or do this and um and it, it makes me really good at pro when problems are thrown at me I'm really quick. I'm like a cat on my feet. I'm just like, okay, this is the problem. You know, this is what we can do. Um, even like danger out in the real world. 
um, I'm very quick to run towards it and see where I can help and see what I can do. Um, I, I do notice that I am, you know, there's the, the flight or fight type personality and I'm the fight personality. Um, I have seen that play out in my life where when I see a problem or a challenge or something right in front of me, I'm, 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 I'm going towards it. I'm not going away from it at all. Um, and it, it makes me really athletic growing up, you know, all the sports and, um, I love physical, like I can't be too, I mean, yes, I can be a couch potato, but I can't be too sedentary. I have to, you know, I love going for the walks. I love getting in the mud and dirt and gardening and playing outside. Or, you know, we have a farm, so I have all these animals that I have to take care of. And if I have to go out for a whole day and shovel manure, I'm out there shoveling manure. And it's just like, it can suck and stink, but I still find joy in that physical activity of being physical or working out, lifting weights, doing, it's like, and manipulating things with the SE too, like demoing houses and um, sheetrocking and painting. And like, I love the physical, physical, yeah, I love my SE. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it also comes across in the way that you dress too. It's this like aestheticness, uh, I, <laughs> but yeah, totally. So you do you feel like you're very in your body then? I do, but I also um, when I'm when I'm caught up in like say I'm outside gardening and if I'm getting caught up in the activity, I I lose track of time. I will be like. I haven't drank water, you know, all of a sudden I'm like getting lightheaded and like, oh crap, it's been like five hours in the sun and I haven't drank, I haven't eaten. So when I'm, when I get caught up in the physical SE of the world, I do forget paying attention to my body um, or even if I'm being really rough and all of a sudden, you know, I have a big gash on my hand. I'm like, oh crap, I'm bleeding. How did I do that? You know, like sometimes that will, um, but it's it's usually more when I'm in doing something physical where I can just get caught up in the moment that I forget the body attached to it. But if I'm just sitting, um, then I'm, I'm very aware of, uh, you know, oh, I'm sitting funny and I get up and I'm like, oh crap, my leg's numb, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, that I, makes I, a lot of, does it? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like um, SE is good at knowing like how your posture sits or like the body language of yourself and other people. Like it, it's just like SE is like a sensory acuity, I would call it. It's just good at noticing things. Like it has a very broad range of the things that it notices. And so, yeah. Yeah, and I do like, that's why I love when um, when we're, when I talk to people, I would much rather talk on the phone or, you know, doing these video calls. I don't like texting people. I like texting people when I don't want to talk. But if I want to have a, a conversation with somebody, I want to be able to see how they're sitting, see their 
their movements and listen to their inflection in their voice because then I can figure out what they're really saying and what they're really meaning. When when I just see a text, it's like I can't infer well how how do they really mean that? You know, my and I'll start guessing too much where when I see the person and, and hear how they said a certain word, my NI seems more like, okay, yep, I've seen that, I know what that means, and I, I can gather what they meant by that. Or just reading um reading a room, reading the people in the room. And my husband's always amazed too, like there's so many times where my SE's like sees a friend and I'm like within seconds I'm like oh she's pregnant oh you know like just you know she might have done something slightly different or maybe she only had like one cocktail when she might have had two you know like early in the pregnancy or there's just things I'm like where he's just like why would you even think that I'm like I I, I don't know and even um one of my girlfriends she posted like a four-month-old picture of her son on Facebook and right away my I'm I'm like my SE and my NI was like I I think he might have autism right and you know he's like four months old but just this look in his eye and he was just sitting next to another baby and I mean obviously I would never say anything to her and then like when he was about three and a half she came out and he was diagnosed with autism so it's like I love that SE of seeing the physical and then using the NI to be like, I think this is what that means. Or even um, it has given me, yeah, it, it serves, it serves my NI and it serves my F, my FI. So I, I almost appreciate my SE more than anything. And I don't know if that's what we do with our second function because our first function is just automatic. We don't like, it's just so natural. And our second one, I wonder if we do notice it a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's a great point, Sheila. Like SE can instantly read a room because it is so attuned to the sensory now that it's like, wow, just it reads it better than like most people quickly and, and insightfully with the NI because it's always attached to the NI. And so I guess that brings me to your function NI. Could you tell me a bit about that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, obviously I like knowing, you know, the one path and the plan and I'm not good at planning because I don't, okay, I'm, I'm okay at planning short term. I don't like to plan too far out in advance. Even if somebody's like, Hey, what are you doing in a couple of weeks? You know, you know, you want to get together. I'm like, Ooh, maybe that, you know, like even two weeks out is like, I'm thinking, well, crap, what if this happens, you know, or something else comes up or what if it's raining that day? Like I hate committing too far out in general. I mean, I will, I do, but I prefer not planning um, too much. Like I, it stresses me out if I have a calendar full. I, I, I'm just like, oh no, I, I, all my days are planned. There's no freedom there. I can't just, yeah, I, I don't want to have too much on my plate on a day. Like 
if if I have to get a lot of things done, I will space them out throughout the day or move them to another day because I just like, I don't have that need to mark off, oh, I did this today. That I mean, it always feels good if I get something accomplished, but I don't go to bed with these big grandiose dreams of, okay, tomorrow I'm gonna do this, this, and this. I'll just wake up and be like, oh, maybe I'll do this today. Maybe I'll do that today. It's like all these maybes and it's frustrating because I don't get as much done as I know I could physically, but yet it's not that important to me for planning. Um, and then my and I, I do really like to see how all things are connected. I like to see how we all are similar. I like to see how everything in nature is similar. And I think, you know, as a Christian, I love that concept, you know, that everything is from God, you know, like my NI just likes that because it's just like, okay, yes, it just makes it all from one thing, like, you know, not this, not that. And, um, and just the, how nature and people and it's just to me I see all the similarities and all the connections and that makes me happy um and and I also I feel like it has saved me and this is SCNI a lot but it has saved me because my gut just knows really quickly about, um, you know, if I walk into a, a room and my SE is running and I'm picking up and reading a room and my NI is like danger, you know, like, and I will listen to that gut feeling and that gut feeling has almost never steered me wrong in life to the point where there has been weird, um, you know, like one, one time I was driving and I was about 16, 17, and all of a sudden my brain or a voice or my head just is like, I'm approaching this green light and it said, stop. And I'm thinking, why would I stop at a green light? But instead of ignoring that gut feeling, I, I started slowing down to stop at this green light. And from the right, this car blew this red light going like 55 miles an hour. And I'm thinking, and I, I like shaking and I would have been, you know, T-boned and I'm thinking, how would my, and I just know that, but, you know, to me as a Christian, I believe my, and I is, you know, something else, you know, but um, I have, I just have had those tons of those, and not those things that happen or these like, and I'm going to sound like a weird, crazy woman with the NI, but like, you know, telling people something that, um, that I felt and has saved their life too. Um, and, you know, I, I think everybody has the intuition and it's just like how well we're listening to it. Um, and if we're acting on that, because there's a lot of times where, I have kind of ignored it and I'm like, you know, what's the outcome? What could have happened or what didn't happen? But um, 
Like I remember one time in particular, I was sitting and all of a sudden it's like, tell the lady next to you, she has skin cancer. And I'm thinking, why? I don't know this lady. You know, and I sat and had this like five minute struggle in my brain going, no, I'm not going to just tell her to go to the doctor. You know, like, I don't know what that is. Like, is that, and I, um, but I did, I did, you know, tell her and um, she searched me out like a year later through this group of people we knew. And she's like, oh, I've been looking for you. I went to the doctor and I had two spots and, and I'm so, you know, so thankful. So it's like, I don't know if my SE is just like, oh, that's the type of skin that gets skin cancer. That's the type, you know, of so, and then, but yeah, I have just hundreds of those little NI moments um, that I thought, you know, because of all those weird things that you can't explain in life. That's why I probably thought I was more NI, but I just really listen to my gut a lot. So I probably sound like a real crazy woman there. <laughs> Well, no, it made total sense. I would actually argue that it's SE above NI that makes you be able to tell a person's skin that has cancer. So the thing is, like with SE, it, it, it's about variety, right? And it allows you to take in so much like sensory variety that you're able to like when you, you, you know how normal people's skin look like. SE has collected so much variety of how normal healthy skin looks like. So when it comes across a case that it's it differs from the average skin type. Your SE notices because it's collected so much and it's like, oh, and then your NI will go like, then what does that mean? If if the if the skin type is not the average skin type that I see on most people. And then your NI will go like, it seems like skin cancer. I just know. Cause it because your SE is so certain that it's seen every other case of healthy skin. And that when it mm -hmm. sees something that gives it an off signal, it's like it listens to that. It's like a visceral off signal because your SE is so used to the average signal that when an off signal comes off, it's almost like guttural. It's like visceral. You can know it. And so that's a really good way of putting the, the SE and I access. Like that's amazing, Sheila. Thank you for sharing. You yeah. helped save someone's life. You <laughs> knew you knew it and you saved their life. Wow. Yeah. But there's just, yeah. So I mean, I'm sure people have weird, there's just a lot in this world we can't explain, you know, but maybe there, maybe, maybe we can explain it. But I, I like when, when my SE picks up on things and I can help the tribe. Um, and I, I do appreciate that. And I, I do love just listening to the gut and I feeling and going yes. with it and, um, and just, yeah, you know, we all kind of have that little sixth sense in our, our back of our mind, you know, when we're walking somewhere and all of a sudden something just doesn't feel right. You know, it's like that NI knows or N just knows and yeah, just always listen to it because I feel like if you don't, I don't know. And you always hear those stories after people are like, oh, I always felt like I shouldn't have done this and I knew it and I did it anyhow and it turned out horrible. And so, um, yeah. Let's that is, 
Yeah, listen to your intuition. If if you feel like something's wrong, listen to your gut because your gut is you unfiltered. So if if you if you ignore your gut, it's like ignoring a very precious type of part of you that would probably it's like you without your blockages. So like listen to that gut. It knows great things. And so yeah. Sheila, I'd like to ask you about your TE and your experience of your baby TE. <laughs> So TE, you know, that one kind of confuses me a little bit. And I, I don't really know like when I'm using it that well. Um, TE, you know, it depends on what version out in TE land. Um, but I'm, I'm good at figuring out how to make things work. I am, um, whether it be like rigging up something in, you know, say something breaks in my house and I can't fix it perfectly because I don't have the right tools at that moment. I can always rig something and make it work, you know, until it, you know, I can get to the store and replace things. It's like, I can quickly be like, okay, I know duct tape will work or the screw will work, or I can grab the tools that I need to make things work in the moment quickly. Um, and is that TE? Is that part of TE? Yeah. Like then, TE. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. TE is about knowing like the clearest way from A to B like how to get there so it's totally yeah yes and i am very aware of wanting to be efficient in life um and when i am doing you know the se in the house or whatever and i'm running around cleaning i am not a time waster i can like juggle a lot of balls at the same time, you know, throwing in a load of laundry, got the water running over here, doing this over there. And that's part of my SE too, um, probably the SETE play, but I like, I can definitely just multitask and get things done quickly and efficiently. And I can see what's going to be more efficient. Um, and sometimes I'm like, well, if we do this, this will be a little quicker. And my husband's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know? And so, um, and I don't mind tackling projects that require troubleshooting, you know, like I can, you know, if something breaks on the computer, I'm just like, oh, try a few things. I'm like, okay, that, that works. Or even like you were um, amazed how quickly I changed my thing. You're like, I've been doing that for so long. And I'm like, oh, just, I don't know. I'm The SETE works really well in tangent together, I think. Um, and being able to make things work for the tribe too. Like I've talked, you know, for years, I was a hairstylist and um, you have to TE make the haircuts work, you know, the colors work and just um, the the craft of cutting hair too, um, you know, to get a nice straight line, you have to be able to, you know, be able to manage the scissors and manage this and, and do a lot of things with the hands to create. So, yeah, I think 
it's just they work well together, the TE and SE. Yeah, they definitely. Hairstyling is a really interesting thought because um, I know an ESFP in hairstyling and an ISFP in hairstyling, and I also know, know you who who also has been in hairstyling. So I wonder if there's a trend with like hairstyling and SFPs. Maybe just throwing that out there. You know, anyone can do anything, but there I'm seeing something here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got the SF part, you know, of wanting to, you know, look nice in hair. Um, and then the TE, I think, does help with um, learning how to cut and the colors and, you know, especially colors, too. Like, that's another big art form. You know, if you mix a little bit of this color and mix a little bit of that color and, you know, what are you going to get? And, you know, you have to assess somebody's hair type from the beginning, you know, because you could take that exact color and put it on 10 other heads it's all going to be different and so you know knowing that over the years and seeing how one color will react to this type of coarse hair or fine hair or this color or this texture um and then to know how to alter it and add this next time so um i would say that probably se and te are going to be really helpful in hair um and fi taste yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't, you want somebody who, because, you know, yeah, I'm sure there's people that go get a haircut who don't care what their hair looks like, but it's probably a very small group of people that are just like, I just want it short. I don't care what it looks like. But most people that sit down in your chair care about their hair. You know, like hair is a very um, personal thing for a lot of people, even non-FI users. It's like, hair is very important i mean and almost like you know we we people talk, always talk about women in hair but men in hair same like when when you have a man who's you know losing their hair with you know male pattern baldness it's devastating for them you know like they'll go to great lengths to try to keep what they have and um i think eventually i mean there's some i'm sure don't really care but I would say the majority of people really do value uh, hair. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, pandemic, how upset so many people were that they couldn't go get their hair done. They couldn't go get it colored. They couldn't go get it cut. And um, they, they realize how valuable stylists are, you know, just like teachers. They realize how valuable teachers are when all these little kids are stuck at home. So um, we're the, we're the unsung heroes. <laughs> you guys are really the heroes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I would just like to mention, like, there was so much NI in your description just now, because you were, you were bringing us through like this whole NI philosophy, like painting out the whole picture of what it is to cut hair. So you're like, this is what it means to this person to cut hair. And it leads to this. And so like NI, you'll notice that it fleshes out the entire picture. Like it'll try like, like it'll go through one idea, but it'll go through it completely. And I feel like Sheila just did it right now. Cause when she was talking about haircutting, she didn't jump from idea to idea like any would. What she did right now is like, she explored the complexity of cutting hair in, in full depth into the, like fleshing out the full depth of it just now. And I feel like it was very NI. So I loved listening to you talk. <laughs> ah, so that's, that's NI, huh? 
Yeah, I always wonder when, you know, like I said, when when I'm talking, I'm not really paying attention to what I'm saying. It's not until after the fact where, you know, you rewatch a video and really pay attention. Because, I mean, I know, I know the words that are coming out in my mind. And I don't know, you know, like, sometimes they they don't come out the way I want them to, obviously. I mean, I'm sure everybody's like, that's not what I meant to say, or that's not how I sounded in my head. And and then when I'm just like in the moment, I'm in the moment talking, but I'm not really listening to myself. Um, it's like, it's weird because all of a sudden, if I'm, when I'm talking and really thinking about something, it's almost like a, a little trance. And then I'll, all of a sudden like, oh, and I'll come out and be like, oh, there's people around. I do notice like when I do talk a lot, it, I, I do notice I'm like, kind of like go in, talk, 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 talk. And then like, you know, okay. You know, and then, then look out at the world and be like, does that make sense? Or, or you know, are you getting that? So I don't know if that's um, just having those internal F-I-N-I. I don't know. Yeah, Sheila, you just used NI again right now. You were examining the patterns within your own mind. So when you were talking, you were like, so when I do this, I do this, and it leads to this. And so what you're doing is you're examining your own self-making patterns at that moment. And I was like, wow, that is such a clear demonstration of NI. Like, wow, <laughs> I love it. Great. Like, wow. Just thank you for <laughs> illustrating your thought process to me. And so that brings us to our next question. What are some like misunderstandings that people have about the ISFP personality? That we're shallow. I think I hear that. Um, that we're just moody. Um, um, I guess, how come I'm going to the negative? You didn't ask for negative, did you? And I'm going right to what I don't like about the, I guess it was misconceptions. So, um, yeah, I would say those two are kind of the ones that irk me when I hear about just, yeah, SEFI people um, or FISC people, you know, just that, or just sensors in general, how we can't be deep or, you know, I mean, yes, I'm, the feelings do come out and I, I'm not ever going to come, you know, say I'm very, you know, logic based and, but I can think and process the thinking part, obviously. Um, but yeah, that, that irks me when people just think we can't do what we can do. And I'm very much, um, I like to prove people wrong too. Um, and I don't know, I have a very competitive nature and everything is a competition with me sometimes when it doesn't even need to be a competition, but I, I'm very hard on myself. And so when like, even like, say we're walking at the mall and there's, we're going to you know walk upstairs right away. I see stairs and somebody's by me and it's a competition. It's like, who can run up the stairs the quickest and I'm like running up the stairs. And I'm like, I beat you. And it's, I don't know why I, um, but it's, it's also 
a fun way to, you know, if I get beat, I'm not like, Ur, but I definitely want a rematch, you know, if we're playing a game um, and I'm down or I lose, I'm like, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. So I have this desire to prove myself constantly to the world. Um, and I guess that's a little IP-ish there, but yeah. So when people do say we're shallow or um, not deep, that, that frustrates me because, and and I think with FI too, if you aren't in our inner circle, we will give you the shallow. We will give you the superficial. We do keep it like, you know, rainbows and sunshine on the outside. But the minute we bring you in, you're like, you're coming in. Are you ready? You know, put your bathing suit on. We're going, we're going deep. So but we just don't show that part, I guess, to that many people. Yeah, so ISFPs are filled with a well of depth. It, it's just that they're selective with who they show it to. And so that brings us to our last question. And so what advice would you have for the ISFPs watching this? Give yourself grace um, because we are our worst critics and we are very hard on ourselves. Um, we do have this internal standard that we want to live up to. Um, and it's, it, we, we set the bar high. And so give yourself grace. You know, if you have to lower that bar a little bit, then lower it a little bit until you get to that level and then move it up. It's like, it's all or nothing sometimes. And it's like, we just want to be the best we can, but to go from here to there is sometimes daunting. Um, so yeah, Definitely um, give yourself grace. Um, don't go all in on your FI. Remember, remember the other people around you. <laughs> um, because if you're all in on yourself, it's going to be a lonely road. Um, so definitely make sure you're you're giving enough of yourself as well, and they're just not taking all for yourself. Um, I still have to remind myself on a daily basis of that one. Um, and not to be so hard on myself because I am and not to let, um, worry about what people are thinking about you. Um, deter you from wanting to do something, um, because sometimes not knowing what the tribe thinks of you, you know, with the IP, um, it, it will cause a little bit of that paralysis of like, oh, I don't want to put myself out there because I don't want to get attacked or I don't want to deal with this type of conflict or I don't want to deal with that kind of issue. So sometimes it's easier to just stay stagnant in in your little bubble um but then you're not going to grow obviously and um and sometimes if you stay in that bubble too long you do lose touch of the outside world and um so yeah just don't let the fear of the tribe and the unknown the NT of the world to scare you. And um, yeah, so because we we are 
we we do have so much power um, in our functions. Like if you look at our stack, it's it's a dang good stack to have. And um, if we could just utilize it all, um, we we could be unstoppable. Yes, you ISFPs are a living piece of artwork. Like, don't let the tribe like make you hesitate with that. Just live out your purpose as like a piece of living art and then you will benefit society and the world at large because you guys are wonderful and you guys bring a unique flavor to the world that enhances the world and we're so much better with you guys in it <laughs> and so thank you sheila thank you sheila for coming on like you are like the que like queen of your own fashion style like I am wowed by like just your pure gorgeousness as like aesthetically as a person, but also your thoughts are gorgeous too. So thank you for being like pretty inside and out. I very much appreciated our conversation and you really taught me about the depth of the ISFP personality. And it's truly like this type is just so indiv individualistic and it knows its own style so well that it enhances the world by like bringing out style into the world. And I'm like, I'm so thankful that we have people like you, Sheila, that are bringing a, a magical flair or like a wonderful flair of their own into the world. Your your FI fire enhances the world. You, you, make, you make the world burn brighter. So <laughs> I am infinitely, infinitely charmed and thankful for that. <laughs> and thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for all that FE. I'm like, <laughs> it's a beautiful, like, I'm like, is that Effie? Are you? Is that just pouring Effie on me right there? Yeah, I got. That's what Dave Power calls it. He he was like, oh, the Effie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. So thank you for being so uh, beautiful and and eloquent with your words to bless others too. So thank you for having me. Oh, I feel like this conversation was a mutual blessing. So the best the blessing is reciprocal. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Thank you. Also, my head my earpiece is falling out. <laughs> but yes, thank you audience for listening this long. I'm sure that Sheila has brightened up your day by telling you about the wonderful insides of her mind. And so, I hope you all have a great week. Stay safe. See you in the next episode. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you.